1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All
0: right, Howard, um, two new hires. One, you've been hearing rumors about Matt Rule. You knew he was going to come back somewhere. It was talks of him going to Auburn. He ends up in Nebraska that one I expected, but when I got a text on Sunday from a friend of mine, she says, "And you know, look, you see what Wisconsin did." I'm like, "You know, what, what what did Wisconsin do? Like, they they already got Jim Leonard, right? He's the coach." And it's like, "Nah, nah, they moved on. These two new coaching hires. What what? Help me. What what, what do you think about them? Are these good hires, bad hires? What, what are we thinking here?"
1: Well, let's start with the Badgers. I think it was very clear uh, with McIntosh, the the athletic director, he was going to take this program in a different direction. And letting go of Paul Chris in the middle of the season, when he did, early in the season, I should say, was a signal that they wanted to get involved in what I I call what the rest of college football is doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, uh, the Badgers have been fortunate. They've been doing things a certain way, the Barry Alvarez way for many, many years and had a great deal of success doing it that way. Small back office, uh, not a big recruiting, necessarily a big recruiting department, not going to throw a lot of money uh, at head coaches, having someone that, that's had some sort of ties uh, somewhat to the program a little bit. But this was a sign that, you know, I think we want to take it a different direction. And you talk about the national search. And I think one of the clues was when that seven-day window opened up uh, last week um, for, for the Badgers as far as the, the coaching position, and everybody thought it you would know, be Jim Leonard's uh, job to win, but when there was really no, uh, you know, this is Jim's – because they, if they were going to keep Jim, they didn't necessarily have to wait for the seven days, I don't believe. It's true. They could have really rallied the troops and said, this is your coach, you know, let's see what we can do. And when that didn't happen – You know, it really signaled that they were really trying to, to me, trying to go in a different direction. And and Luke Fickle, you know, the job he did at Cincinnati, you know, taking the first group of five teams to to the playoffs uh, and and having success the way he did there, um, he knows his conference. Not only Long does he know the conference; He's uh, a kid coach at Ohio State. Yeah, and man, he knows the recruiting people hire for them.
0: Yeah, and he knows the recruiting uh, the recruiting ground in the Midwest. So, you know, no offense to Cincinnati, but now you get to walk in there with the with the W on your chest, and well, that's yeah. that's a little bit of an upgrade where you don't have to sell people to go to a group of five school. We're a Power Five school now. We're a Big mm-hmm. Ten school. We're a school with a lot of tradition. Yeah, and and he knows the Big Ten footprint when it comes to recruiting. I was shocked. I did not see that coming Mm -hmm. Um, because for a couple reasons, I mean, Wisconsin, as you stated, they're not known for paying a lot to their coaches, and I think he's getting something like about 7 some million a year, which I was like, that's a lot for Wisconsin because I I figured Wisconsin was going to show up like, well, you know, we – you know, we we could put a little something on it. You know, we we could feed you in cheese curds, but sure, you know, he's yeah. making that. But what if you're if you're Jim Leonard? Are do you, are you leaving? Are you staying on the staff? Because this is kind of one of those awkward positions where you got to think that the job was yours, and now look, he's a professional. Okay, if he comes back, he's not going to slack. But it's however we've all been in that position where you thought a job was yours and it went to somebody. Mm-hmm else that you thought that you were either better than? It's, it's going to be a little of a pride swallower to come back, or does he just go someplace else and, and take that defense with him? You know, I think here's the
1: interesting thing about it. You know,
0: Luke has been in
1: this situation, right? He was in this situation when Irvin when came in, right? Uh, yeah. And and you you think about the two, both played, you know, um, had uh, played at their respective, obviously, alma maters. The gym, you know, if Luke didn't have the type of career – that Jim Leonard has had and really the success that Jim has had, you know, recently uh, has been unbelievable going, you know, from a position coach uh, to, to coordinator. And I mean, it's really has been a great move for them. Uh, But it's going to be interesting to see what happens and how this, this transition works, because I think Luke, as he mentioned yesterday, we were having interviewed him. It's not out of the question that Jim won't be on the staff. And I think, he said they, they spent an hour or so together a couple of days ago, really talking through some of the things that, that they need to do for as far as mechanics are concerned uh, for the next you know couple of weeks, along with coaching and I'm sure uh, getting prepared for the bowl game and also what the coaching staff is going to look like. So it, this is going to be very interesting to follow. And the other side of this is you know Jim Jim has been one of the hottest defense coordinators right in the country not just not just at the collegiate level, but also in the NFL. He, he's greatly respected at that level too because of what he's done uh, in his playing days and how he handled himself uh, as a player. And also he was, a play, he was really referred to a lot of times as a, a coach on the field. So you know, he has a lot of respect, but I don't think he thought he would be in a situation where he was going to be the intro coach. I know he didn't see that coming. And now to find himself in a situation where he's the one that has to make the decision of whether or not he wants to be in the program. Because a lot of those players, you know, came out and pledged, we want Jim Leonard, we want him to be the coach. And I was telling some people yesterday, players are always going to be emotional because there's a relationship there. And there's very, very seldom uh, is an interim coach, uh, name the head coach or whoever the players want to be that coach, it happens. It happened in Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman. But you really don't see the players, they're going to have that voice. But the athletic director is charged with getting the best person in. And, and you think about it, I think Luke is, is the right guy for the job right now because they need to change what they're doing um, from a recruiting standpoint, from a back office standpoint. They have to start uh, playing the game the way the championship teams are playing right now. That's what they have to do. And I think McIntosh, the athletic director, saw that, recognized that, and that's why he made the moves that he's made over you know the last
0: several months and came up with his coach and Luke Ficker. See, right there, that's why I brought Howard into this show. Because I forgot about the whole Fickle thing and how Urban came in and Fickle was the interim coach. See, yeah. Howard, th- that's the knowledge, man. This is and, why and people you,
1: subscribe. He was, he was, he held no bones about it. He did not, he would have done things differently uh, going through that experience. He would have liked things to have been handled differently uh, with that transition. But he stayed. Remember, he stayed. Yeah, he did. Um, but so I think he will, he's sensitive to what Jim Leonard has, has been through and has gone through. And that's why I think it's going to be kind of up to Jim to kind of figure out how he's going to fit into it. You know, they've had so much success with, with the three, four defense. I mean, they've had a great deal of success with that. I think that's really, you got to go back a few years and Gary Anderson bringing that three, four defense to, <laughs> yeah. to Madison. And really the defense has taken off since then. But they've got to figure out. Luke's got to figure out what kind of style he wants. Remember, Luke is, you know, he he's won a national championship <laughs> as as a coordinator, so he he's been there as a coach, so you know he knows what it takes. So I think it's going to be some tough lessons and some hard hard decisions. I should say, not tough lessons. And um, you know, Luke wants to be a part of this process too, uh, the 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 coaching process as they prepare. And he talked yesterday about flying back to Cincinnati today and he was coming back with some key people to Madison. So, you know, he, he already has an idea of what he wants to do, but I think he's going to do the best job. I think he'll do the best thing he can to, to retain Jim Leonard. But I think ultimately it comes down to to coach Leonard and what he wants to do and how he sees himself fitting into,
0: to the bad program moving forward. All right, let's go to the other team, Howard, Nebraska. I always think this is one of the toughest jobs because No question. You used to be a powerhouse. You used to be great. You used to be a feared program, and now you're not. I, I like to call it the Al Bundy syndrome, where you're only talking about your team from back in the day, what we used to do. Hey, Tommy Frazier ain't coming through that door. He ain't running down the tunnel. How do you fix a program would I think that the fan base will have unrealistic expectations to start? Cause they're going to think he's going to walk in and get us the national title. And it's like, you're a long way away from a national title. But I, I think that this is a man who, who took the Baylor program and, and Baylor was supposed to be done. Remember how everything that went down and he brought them right back. They didn't suffer the way that people thought they were going to suffer. They had the one
1: uh, on 11 season, his first year and. They took off and ended up going to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, so he's done an unbelievable job, not just at Baylor, but you think about Temple and how difficult yeah. it is to win there. And, and that's where you know, things really got rolling for him uh, as, a, as a head coach. So, you know, I, I think the best thing that happened there, and I think both athletic directors did an unbelievable job at, at setting the message and the tempo to their families. Albert, uh, the first thing he said was, we are a developmental team program. That's what we are. That's what we have done in the past. We are going to develop our players uh, to, to really get to a point where they can be successful on the field. And, and you think about what Coach Rule has been able to do when you talk yeah. about uh, Temple, you talk about Baylor. He wants to be able to run the ball. He wants to be physical on, on the defensive line. They want to be tough, physical football team. And, and you know, he was very clear, you know, I don't want to wait 3 years for this to get turned around. I want to, I want to win now. But he also understands that it is a process. This is something that he has to get into uh, and find out what that roster is like. I think one of the key things that he said yesterday was, you know, I'm going to spend a couple of days talking with the players before I start talking with the coaches. Uh, and figure out what they're going to be doing. Right. Uh, but so he really wants to to dive in, and, and it really feels like you know he's the right person and sent the right message, I think to 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 the fan base, like, hey, it's going this is this is going to take some time, obviously, and, and thankfully it's not as bad as what it was when he went into Baylor because of all the the off the field and all the scandals that were going on there. But it's about football. He's able to come in there, and he's going to really be about football and and developing that program. And and I think it's going to be, they've got a guy who who wants to do it and understands it's not win the national championship today. It's about winning today, winning, having a great spring, having a great recruiting season. It's not all of a sudden, Hey, I want to win a national title. Sure. They want to do that, but it's a process of being able to win a title. And he really laid out that process. I thought to the fan base, yeah. Uh, and obviously laid, laid it out to the athletic department. Uh, that's why he was you know, hired uh, as the next head coach in Nebraska.
0: See, I always think when it comes to programs like that too, Howard, the biggest thing that Nebraska can do is get out of its own way and, and mm-hmm. not make him do things the Nebraska style. Well, this isn't how Osborne did it. This isn't how so-and-so did it because – Yeah, it's been a long time since those guys were coaches. And I always see that when, oh, we got this tradition. Well, do you want the tradition or do you want to win? Because if you want to win, you're going to have to do things a little differently than what tradition says. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I look at like a guy like Nick Saban, who's what goes to Alabama and they had tradition. And he was like, yeah, you know what? How about we change this around and do a little something different? And I always see that that's always the biggest enemy to the powerhouses, the powerhouse schools who used to be good is we Mm -hmm. need to be good, but we need to be good exactly in this way that everybody else was good. And I do think that, yeah, if if they allow him to go in there, because you're right, Temple, Baylor, like he's turned it around and he now walks in there with NFL experience. I don't think he was given the, the toys to play with in the NFL, but now when you go to recruit, You could say, son, I was a coach in the NFL. I know what it takes to play in the NFL, and I think I can get that out of you so that you can go to that next level. I do think that I like this. Now, we've talked about it before. You know, the Big Ten may just go one large conference, but, man, if they don't, at least I think you have now upgraded the Big Ten West because – yeah, you had to, man, because you know you, you needed to have some coaches and programs on the other side to make this conference so much better. Because that was the whole thing: Michigan, Ohio State. You're like, well, well, who have you played? And you know, when you look at the teams over in the West, I mean, ironically enough, Purdue, Purdue makes it to the national, I mean, Big Ten title game, and Purdue only had to play Penn State, which in the first week one, which they lost.
1: Still mm-hmm. can't
0: believe they lost that game. But then they, they didn't have to play Ohio State. They didn't have to play Michigan. They didn't have to play Michigan State. So they took advantage of a schedule mm-hmm. like that. But you would like to think that, man, when you play those crossover games, that those games can be just as iconic and classic as the games that you saw with Michigan-Ohio State or when Ohio State plays Penn State instead of, well, you're playing a Big Ten West opponent. So that's pretty much like a homecoming game. That You, you, you needed that because – you know, I, I look at the West and, you know, Kurt Ferentz, he's hes the dean of the West. He's mm-hmm. hes not going anywhere. You know how it is. But I, I like, like, the P.J. Fleck hire at Minnesota, it was young blood. It mm-hmm. was, you know, you, you could see the enthusiasm. I mean, him running down the sideline on, at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Some see it as a gimmick, but I like seeing that. I like seeing the youth. I like seeing how his players get excited. And now I look at what Nebraska did, and especially Wisconsin, I think they both took a step up. I'm proud that Wisconsin decided, you know what, we can't do this on the cheap. Yeah, I'm saying it, because they were trying to do it on the cheap, and and you couldn't keep a lot of people there because they were like, it's a great school, but come on, man, you can't sit here and cry broke. We see Mm -hmm. what the Big Ten is paying. Even if you just paid the coach off what the Big Ten Network pays them, you got the money there, Howard. You can't be cheap. So I say all that to say I like the upgrades. I like what's happening in the Big Ten. And look, even if USC and UCLA don't join, I think that the Big Ten did two great things this weekend in bringing in Matt Rule and bringing in Luke Fickle. Yeah, I think one of the other things
1: that's important when you talk about what's happening in Madison is you know there there is also what they needed to do was upgrade facilities, and you know they have some things in front of the legislation uh, that they're hoping to get passed with with new indoor and upgrading facilities they understand that they are really behind. Now, they've made some adjustments and changes uh, in the stadium that were nice, but the reality is is it's still not good enough. So they made that commitment to to, putting the resources in um, to make things better for the student-athletes that are on campus. I think that was a big deal. You mentioned uh, Matt Rule not having the success that he would have liked to have had at the National Football League. You know, I, what's interesting about that is, you know, he was very honest and upfront with us yesterday. And he said, Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I could, didn't get it done. As you mentioned, thought we would have had more time, but it is a different game. Yeah. And what it did was really give him a great appreciation for what he had left and really developing young people and having young people come in and, and start to coach them and develop them. And whether they go on to the National Football League or they go on to do something else, he missed that, and he was he was talking about how he and his wife, he was on the phone, and, and he, you know, his wife, after he hung up, his wife mentioned to him that, you know, I haven't seen you this happy, and I don't know how long you are talking about football. And, and that just tells you the big business, and, yeah, these guys get a big check. Uh-huh. Don't worry about that. Don't feel sorry for them because no. they have to deal with some tough stuff. They get a big check, but the part that I think ultimately is so rewarding for so many coaches and why they get into it, In the first place, is because they're all teachers and they want to help develop and change young people's lives. And what the Big Ten did, with particularly in Nebraska and also in Madison, they brought, I believe, two coaches that not only are going to be able to elevate their programs, but also are going to be able to elevate the the um, student athlete experience. But Paul Chris did an unbelievable job in Madison. You think about think about the Badgers; they since. I think uh, what is it since the playoffs start started, nobody has won more football games and not been in the playoffs right. than the Tigers. Right. and that's kind of crazy to think about. And we're talking about a West a uh, West Division team, but they've won all these games, but have not been able to find their way into the fourteen playoffs. And you know now they've got a coach that's been there. Uh, he's had success at another place. So he knows what it's going to take to, to get this team to the next level. And again, I think it's about what the athletic department and McIntosh have decided where they see this program needs to be in the future, not and being respectful of the way it was done
0: in the past. Yeah, you're right. Howard, man, uh there's a lot to talk about. We still got some, we still got some, some more meat on the bone. We can hit that yeah. up next uh our next one on Thursday but man you brought some good stuff especially i liked i forgot about luke fickle he yeah. was the interim coach for ohio state i think they were mm-hmm. 6 and 6 or 5 and 7 that year yeah. and then he stayed on to the staff so you're right yeah. he he knows what it feels like to be leonard can put his arm around him and say trust me when i tell you it will get better so yeah. i appreciate that that knowledge that you dropped Hey, man, we'll be back next Thursday. You know, we will, I mean, this coming up Thursday, we'll have, uh, you know, a preview. Yeah, I guess we got to preview the Big Ten Championship. We got to
1: preview it. I'll be in (laughs) Indy. So, you know, I'll be getting my Indy trip started. So I look forward to uh, giving a feel and getting a feel of what it's like down in the Indy. It's going to be a day trip for the Boilermakers. Right, a day trip. Hotels will be upset that they won't have to have as many rooms. They uh, they can walk. (laughs) <laughs> Purdue
0: just needs to just drive right on over. Man, they can they can ride their bike as far as from West Lafayette to Indianapolis. Can they play sm- spoiler maker? I mean, that's really the biggest thing. Can they be the spoiler maker? But I've said before, in the event that even if Purdue beats Michigan, Michigan's in. That, that just means they'll be wearing a white jersey instead of a blue jersey. But I think yeah. them in Georgia, they're already in no matter what. For Howard Griffith, Rico Beard, thanks for watching the Five Star Zone. Make sure you tell everybody, keep subscribing, keep liking. We will be back with more information on the Big Ten because you don't get it like you get it here with me and Howard. We'll see you guys on Thursday.